Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. to the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Saturday night after the Kings. <laughs> Shockingly, they keep it rolling. Hello. This team is on absolute fire coming out of the break. They're now 11-2. and two. They won seven straight on the road. And oh, by the way, because they went on the road and beat the Wizards tonight, 132-118. to 118. Mm. And the Nuggets lost. All of a sudden, the Sacramento Kings are just three and a half games behind the Denver Nuggets for the number one seed in the NBA's Western Conference. And by the way, there's not a team hotter. There's not a team playing better than the team from the capital city of California, the Sacramento Kings. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? Uh, I'm freaking fantastic on this Saturday. <laughs> well, the Kings coming into tonight, no Kevin Herter, no Trey Lyles. The Wizards were playing without Porzingis, who was out because he was sick. And there was so much to like about tonight's game. We were in Stockton calling the Stockton Kings game, came back, caught up, watched tonight's game, and the Kings got win number 43, Morgan. They are 43-27 and 27 after this win tonight. And there was so much to like about what they were able to do tonight. Yeah, I, I think, first off, you think about what happened in that last matchup. And they were down by as many as... Uh, uh, of as 30 in that game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the words okay. just weren't coming yeah, out. Yeah, no, I have had that problem a lot They, they yeah. were down by as many as 30 in that game uh, on their home floor. They ended up losing to the Wizards. So this game, I looked at like a little bit of a revenge game. Wizards, under 500 team. They have no Porzingis. You got to take care of business, but you have to do it playing the game the right way and playing your style of basketball. And that's exactly what, what they did. You saw in the beginning of that game, there was a time when it was like, Oh, what the hell's going on? Oh, and then I don't know. They go on a 15 0 run. And then from there, it's like they had control the rest of the game. The more you watch this team, I'm going, this team's not only like good, they are really, really good. You miss a starter tonight in Kevin Herter. Trey Lyles has been a key cog coming off the bench. And it's like, next person up. Kessler Edwards got the start tonight. Yeah. He picked up three quick fouls. Gotta say, a couple of them were pretty cheap, I thought. Sure. Nonetheless, they went, okay, Terrence Davis, tonight, you gotta come in and do something. And TD came in ready to go from the jump, knocking down shots, playing with energy. This team is deep. The offense is outrageous. Outrageous. Another game where they score 130. 130 plus 
18 times this year. That is just no joke, Morgan. They are on a roll. And I even see great signs with the defense. I think the defense is playing better right now. I think they're more engaged. They're playing more physical. Well, something that we noticed about the defense was that obviously you're playing against a Wizards team that isn't going to execute things like a better team in this league. For example, when we just saw them take on the Milwaukee Bucks, right? There's different defensive breakdowns for different reasons. Against the Wizards, you saw a sharpness about their defense, locked in, understanding what players, what caliber of players that they were playing. They capitalize on whatever the Wizards couldn't do, couldn't execute on the offensive end. And I was just so impressed with the activity, the intensity from the Kings the entire game and starting, obviously, with Davion Mitchell at the top, mm. but then Sabonis at the bottom, and then you Dude. had guys coming in, Chemezi Metu, with a few good moments. Yeah, it was good from everyone. Sabonis just plays so hard. I was talking to Jerry Reynolds yesterday on Aww, the phone. Oh, Jerry Bear. It's been too long since I talked to Jerry. And he's like, oh, I'm a big fan of the podcast, Juicy. Oh. I miss Jerry. And he's told me he's never seen a big play that hard all the time. Wow. And Sabonis plays so hard. It's such a weird thing that I like highlight all the time, but it's it's difficult. When you're carrying that much burden offensively, you get that much attention. Guys are trying to, because of how physical you are, they're trying to bump you around. Hell, you saw Bradley Beal tonight kind of lower his shoulder and hit him. He hurt his hand at one point tonight. Like, he plays hard all the time. And I think it's why the Kings are taking even another step right now. He always plays hard, but the intensity he's playing with right now, I don't think we have seen. And... That is infectious. When when guys see him do yes. that, you you got to play hard. Because you have to keep up. You have to keep up with the best player on the floor. And by keeping up with the best player on the floor, it's not, oh, I need to knock down every shot. That's because he's doing that or I have to do. You have to keep up with his effort, with his physicality. And you see the entire rest of the squad do that. And I think they do that because they respect each other enough to go, oh, he's doing that for me. I got to do that for him. It just goes such a long way. And you're seeing it truly take another leap in this season, Deuce. I mean, we talk about their defense, and you look at their uh, defensive rating and their numbers, and I think Zach Lowe said it a few weeks ago. He goes, there's something about their defensive rating and what they're doing on the floor. It just doesn't match up, right? Yeah, and we looked at the first half versus the second half numbers, what they do in the fourth quarter this season where they're a top-10 defensive team. And now I'm seeing more and more signs throughout the game of just the effort. They're still going to get beat. There's still yep. going to be times where – they don't have the right personnel. But, I mean, you add someone like Kessler Edwards to the fold right now, and you're seeing what he could provide defensively. I, you know, tonight when he and Davion are out there, what a difference it is when they can knock down some shots. Because you have both guys out there. If you want to switch, fine. We'll switch that. We'll yeah. put Kessler on you. And you saw that a couple of times tonight with Beal where Davion was just in his oh. shit. My. Bradley Beal was getting frustrated out there because of what Davion was doing defensively. Kessler did some nice things defensively. And, I mean, Keegan tonight had some nice defensive moments. He had yeah. that block. He had a couple of steals. Like, he was super active. Had a nice contest on uh, Beal on a jumper that was really good. Sabonis did some nice things. Fox has been more engaged defensively. I'm not acting as if this team is some... Oh my God, great defensive team. For, but for a team that has been near the bottom of the NBA for yes. so long and on the season it doesn't look great, I'm seeing them trend in the right direction 
near the end of the year. Yeah. And you couple that with what this offense is, which is by far the best Holy offense in the shit. NBA. And you saw that on display tonight. They're going to be trouble for someone in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out. Yeah. And I think that's the funnest part about this is that um, seeing them again a couple nights ago play against probably the best or one of the best teams in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, and seeing that same intensity and effort that's out there, but obviously different challenges because of the different level of play from these two squads that they played. But that's what I love, that they're capable of capitalizing on a worse team, on on their flaws, on what they aren't doing right. Well, and, yeah. and, and that's <laughs> what you want to make sure you're doing. I think we always talk about taking care of business. Um, we saw that not happen, you know, early on in the year or whenever that was against the Houston Rockets when they were in Houston. And now you're seeing it more and more consistently, Deuce. This is what good teams do in the NBA. They are locked in. They are disciplined. Their standards are so high right now. Yeah, you don't dick around. You nope. go take care of business. And tonight, they went on the road, put up 132 points on the Wizards. They've won seven in a row on the road, and their road record is now 22-13. and 13. Oh, my God. It's beyond fun to watch. I thought tonight, too, it was interesting. You referenced this at the start. You know, they get down 27-17, and there's a couple of sequences where it was similar to that Minnesota game where they were running some pick and roll, and the low man had to recover late to the corner. Yep. And all of a sudden, they hit three threes. And you're like, God, man, it's going to be one of those nights. But I thought the Kings handled it well after that. Yeah. Once... It was 27-17. Kessler Edwards picked up his, what, third foul at the 520 mark. Then Terrence Davis came in and right away. It was just felt like they were playing with such great pace offensively. And tonight was like the perfect Mike Brown game. What Mike Brown wants offensively is what you saw tonight is quick decisions, constant movement, make the right decisions, pass up a good shot for a great shot. They were doing that a lot tonight. Yeah, I think I saw TD maybe take one shot I didn't like. Like, he was feeling it. Yeah, it was a heat check. It one. was a heat check, you know, whatever. And then I think there was a time in transition where I just he took off too soon instead of really going in and, and accepting the contact and trying to finish the bucket. Uh, besides that, TD was on another level. And when you're not in the rotation playing, one, to be able to find your rhythm – like that, staying ready. We already know what that's like. But you guys, how many times do we talk about like how hard it is to stay ready for NBA minutes and to play as many minutes as he did? He ended up playing 30 minutes, <laughs> okay, after not even being in the rotation, finishing with 21 points and seven rebounds. And I love the seven rebounds because even that, and two steals. And two steals. Oh, and two steals. But the seven rebounds, dudes, it just should, like, that is that effort of crashing boards, making the extra, making the decision to make sure that you are doing the right thing, putting a body on someone, um, going after the ball. And Terrence Davis was doing so many things right tonight. He earned those minutes. These are the moments that I'm just always like, man, I wish he could be playing more. But you also understand they have depth. They have a lot of good guys to be playing out there. Well, when he plays like this, this is what Mike Brown wants yes. out of him. Like making the right decisions, playing with pace, attacking, not making mistakes defensively. I think that's probably what irks Brown the most when it comes to Terrence Davis. Correct. Is if he falls asleep defensively tonight, 
he did really well. You mentioned the points. He did efficiently to eight of 13 shooting five of seven from three. And I thought he set the tone all of a sudden, you know, the Kings were down 27, 17. They go on a 15 0 run and then they lead at the end of the first, uh, 37, 33. Mind you, it was 27-17 with like four-ish to play in the first quarter. So they went on an all-out blitz because of that shooting. And the shooting was tremendous, but it to me... It was just because of how well the Kings were moving, too. I mean, how many times Sabonis goes oh out there, God. gets a rebound, pushes, drops it right behind him. Just this nice bounce pass. And then these guys are just walking in the threes. You know what's interesting? You know, you always talk about leading a pass for someone that's cutting to a basket and you're moving it forward. He also leads people with the pass with his with his handoffs with the where with where he's bouncing the ball because he's leading you to come into it the timing it's just beautiful it's precise but on top of all that you talk about people relocating moving without the basketball but why things were so open and available because there's so many threats on this squad and the way that guys were attacking the paint, the way that defenses have to collapse and, and, and say, all right, we gotta, we gotta allow them to shoot the basketball. That's what was happening. I mean, Washington, obviously not a great team, but that's also what nah. was happening tonight And the Kings were capitalizing it on it by making their shots. Washington definitely looked like one, two, three Cancun. They one, definitely two, three Cancun. You have a eyelash. That's no. Oh. That was like you pinched my face a little. I grabbed the eyelash. Did it pinch your face? Kind of. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. So. You think I kind of did that on purpose? Yeah. Like, I felt like. I might have. Like, just, oops. Yeah. Let me get in there. I got to grab the lash. I don't even know if there was really an eyelash. I just, I think sometimes it's a, my inner Sabonis coming out. I just, no, I go hard all the time. Well, I'm just a very aggressive person. He doesn't like intentionally try I to didn't. hurt somebody. You're right. Though. You're right. <laughs> So no, we so I was like Bradley Beal Bradley. lowering the shoulder into Sabonis's face. Correct. I. Ooh, that's where I couldn't ooh. be. Like if I was on an NBA bench right there, if I was Sabonis, yeah, I may be getting up and pushing oh, Beal. Stop. I that pissed me off, and I like Bradley Beal, but that was a dirty ass play. He got mad because he ran into Sabonis, who is a brick wall. I get it. Yeah. Sabonis came out on a trap, runs into him. Then the next, it's a turnover. Next play. He just lowers his shoulder right into Sabonis's face. Yeah, well, yeah, Sabonis's face definitely goes into Beal's shoulder, and like his momentum, his speed was going forward, and so it just was like the perfect hit yeah. to just blow him to the ground. And yeah, it wasn't great, but not the end of the world. I do want to go back to Terrence Davis for a sure. second because you're talking about staying ready, and I do feel like, although we've mentioned it before throughout the year, because it seems like the Kings have many guys who just like, they get their opportunities like, Oh, well here they are. Yeah. It, I, I don't think people realize how challenging that is. And it's one Thank thing you. you're winning and stuff, but like TD's going, dude, I've dropped 30 in a game on TNT before yeah. this year in a win. Yeah. I've had big moments. And then you're just chilling on the bench for a long time. That shit, your pride, like it's going to bug you a little Mentally bit and, physically. and you have to find a way to balance it out because you got to be a team guy. Mm-hmm. You got to stay ready. And you always hear stay ready. He deserves a lot of credit. I'm sure he hasn't been happy all the time about it. You shouldn't be happy when you're not playing. You should want to be out there and be competitive, but being a good teammate and when your number is called to come out and play the way he did, that was big time stuff. And I, I just, there's so much credit to the coaching staff Yes. And the players. Yes. Because if there's not a buy-in or or trust between those, like the coaches and players, then you're not going to have that type of buy-in. You're going to have guys pouting on the bench. That's exactly. I mean, Deuce, you you throw around the word culture even. And I think 
when you're in the right workplace, when you're a part of the right team and everyone understands and truly believes like, hey, our ultimate goal is to win. If you win, I win. And there's always going to still be egos and people that go, well, I still think I'm better than so-and-so, so I'm going to keep working my butt off to get here instead of there. I love that. That's what you want from a team. That's what you want from individuals is to feel healthy competition to grow and get better and better. And I think that is what they also have in place with this squad where it's not an ego necessarily, but it's, it's that healthy competition that I am talking about. And when Terrence Davis has another you know, 30 point game or whatever. What did he end up with tonight? 21 point, another, another very productive offensive game. Like you do believe that you should be in the rotation and somehow you have to get to a spot mentally to be like, but I'm okay with just being a part of this winning squad and knowing that I am a huge part of why we are winning. He was big tonight for yes. them. I mean, I think he is the reason they got back in the game so fast with, with the energy he came in and provided. Sabonis so Morgan, yeah, thirty points for him, ten assists, nine rebounds. He also only had one turnover. He had that awesome block, ten of twelve shooting, and he was ten of twelve from the free throw line tonight. Oh, it man. was it was so fun to see him play. Uh, let's hear from uh, Mike Brown talking about what he saw from Demonis Sabonis. I had it up, Morgan, and I was ready to go. Just so you know. And I then don't, I lost I don't it. believe you. Yeah, that's a turnover. That uh, season bonus had one turnover. I just had a turnover. Uh, just to be clear. It's okay. Um, if you want to look for it, look for it. As I just say this too, with Domas Sabonis, watching him tonight, I mean, from the start, you guys, when the Kings had 11 points, he had seven of the first 11, just being aggressive, physical right away, it set the tone. Yeah, here's what Mike Brown had to say about Sabonis' play after the win. You know, uh, Domas, I mean, what, what do you say about Domas? He's getting hit in the head, getting knocked on the ground, and he just keeps coming and coming and coming. And, you know, he is, he is 30 and 9 and 9, extremely efficient going to, uh, 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 on 12 shots. How do you get 30 on 12 shots? I mean, that's ridiculous. Fire you know, the like, laser. You know, like, are, are you kidding me? Are you? Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second, chat. You chat, need YouTube to chat. I need Dude, to you need to, you need, just breathe. It's, it's very, it's very, it's something that. Could, <laughs> okay, ju- I just need you guys to know we're playing Mike Brown. And of course, you can hop in Discord and chat, right? And we're playing Mike Brown, and all of a sudden, you, that was Nick's voice. Obviously, you guys know. Nick, before I mute you, we are going to get to you later, Nick. Be nice to Nick. But before I mute you, how many times do I have to tell you, you do not talk in Discord until I go to you and say, hey, Nick, what's up, man? How you doing? What do you think about the win? Why did you just come in here and start talking in the middle of our show? (laughs) Because I did. (laughs) I I I would like to talk on here right now. Morgan, how do we handle this? How do we? We're, 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 this you know is, what? I say just go to him really quick. Get poor Nick. Okay. Get Nick out of the way. Listen, you son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> this is not. We are not. This is not going to be 
a theme, okay? I am letting you do this tonight because the Kings won and I'm in an okay mood. But I am fragile right now. Mentally, I am fragile. Physically, I'm doughy. I feel a little out of shape right now. So when you're doing this, it gets to me, Nick. What do you want to say that you felt the need to interrupt my head coach, Mike Brown? I, 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 I would like to say, well, hey, Mike Brown did a good job tonight. Cage one tonight. Light the beam. Fire the laser. That honestly, it makes sense why he interrupted. That was arm the oh. laser. I'm in the laser. Begin laser initiative. Fire the laser. Yes, I do want to say that today I had my Special Olympics basketball tournament today and. I won one game today, but I lost my second game and third game. And I came in fourth place. Oh, and your shirt's off. <laughs> Jeez Louise, Nick. Okay, okay. Nick. What are you showing? What are you doing right now? Are, are you, you showing us a fourth place uh, medal? Oh, oh, God, no. oh, oh okay. Jeez a, lot, a lot of nudity. We're, we're a lot of nudity. a lot of Nick here. Okay. Okay. All right, Nick. Yes. Okay. What, are, what are you doing, Nick? What are you doing? What are you doing? I would like to show you my ribbon. Okay, show us your ribbon. Oh, he's turning on a light. He's turning on a light. You be nice to Nick. And Nick. his shirt's still on. Okay, okay. His Nick, yep. What? Hurry up, Nick. We got a show to do, man. Okay, well. Can you not find it, Nick? Golly, what the? What is my life right now? Nick? Not really. Okay. You can't find okay, it? All okay. Right. Well, tell uh, sleep dream, sleep, sleep beams, okay? No, he did not just do that. He just took over. He, he took the over. You know what, guys? In like you know we, what, guys? Nick is trying to take over the show now. I think he is. I think he's. I think he's starting to feel like this is. He's like this is his Nick show. Nick Bryant. Yeah, yeah. Nick Bryant. I, I tell you what I know. Yeah, he's really. Whoa. That's he's interesting. A little cocky there. He really is. Okay. All right, sleep You're, beams, Nick. Sleep beams, Nick. Let's go back to Mike Brown. All right, reset. <laughs> Namaste. Really Namaste. fragile. All right. Hey, let's uh, rewind. Hey, Sabonis had a big game. Um, Mike Brown, uh, tell us what you thought about Demonis Sabonis tonight. You know, uh, Domas, I mean, what, what do you say about Domas? He's getting hit in the head, getting knocked on the ground, and he just keeps coming and coming and coming. And, you know, he is, he is 39 and 9, extremely efficient going to. Uh, 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 on 12 shots. How do you get 30 on 12 shots? I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, and again, I, you know, I got to keep constantly reminding guys that he is an all-NBA guy, and, and tonight in a win, when you get 39-9 on 12 shots, that's just a reminder that he's that, he's that guy. He has been that guy this he's year. He's that guy. He is. He is. I mean, when you can – Throw him the ball anywhere on the floor and something is going to happen. doesn't matter if it's late in the shot clock. You throw it up here and he has one arm with it. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to use my strength and go to the hole. Or it's like, you know what? Does anyone want to move? Voomp. I'm going to find them. Get an assist. 
incredible play from Sabonis, um, especially when De'Aaron Fox wasn't obviously producing as much on the offensive end, but he also wasn't playing as much either. I think that's what excited me most about tonight is Fox only played 26 minutes. Happy about that. 12 points, 6 of 12 shooting, 7 assists, steal, and oh, he had that nasty, nasty jam tonight. Here's Fox off the dribble with a hammer statement Mm. coming right back up the floor. That was a very short highlight. Uh, how about TD, too? He got it going. G-Man, how'd that sound? Chemezi drives it. Seems open. Too strong. No good. Offensive rebound. Chemezi out on the wing. Terrence Davis from downtown. He can be streaky as can be, and he's got one going tonight. And it's been a long time since he's been hot from distance. He's made four three-point shots. The Kings have an eight-point lead. Oh. Yeah, TD was great. Uh, In the chat, by the way, Soul Shine Band says, I have no idea, no idea what that was. Thought this was a Kings post game. (laughs) It is. Uh, You you must be a newbie. Welcome in. Deuce and Mo Night Chat. Hi. uh, Where we talk to fans. We talk to the chat. We talk about what just went down in the game. Yeah. So Nick is a regular caller who checks in every game. And, you know, today he's feeling himself a little bit. So he just dropped in the show us off his special Olympics medal, which was cool with us, but he kind of just took over in the middle of a show. That's what you saw. Um, with Sabonis, that physicality and how hard... I I think I'd be so annoyed playing against him on a Sabonis. You, you, you think you would be? I mean, <laughs> get the shit out of here. Come on. I, I mean, you would. You would not last. No, you know how difficult that is when you're that... When you're going up against someone that active... Deuce, you saw how Davion was defensively up on Bradley Beal. That's annoying enough, being someone that's taking that. But then when you have Domas Sabonis, who is doing that on both ends of the floor, as an NBA player, you're like, I I can... I have to keep up with that. And again, I'm only making this comparison to to compare to someone who is always active. Steph Curry. You know how annoying it is to defend him because he's always running around. It doesn't matter. You cannot ball watch for a second because you have to make sure you know where Steph Curry is at all times on the floor. And I think with Domas, it's not so much because of him moving around the or like Steph Curry, it's more because he's so active when he's has the ball, he's thinking of a quick first move, what he's going to do, whether it's with a pass or with a dribble. And the Kings just have guys who are playing their best basketball of the season post-All-Star break. Like, obviously, Sabonis did enough to be an All-Star, so he's legit, but his numbers post-break, just outrageous. 20 points a game, Morgan. Mm-hmm. He's doing it on 62% shooting. He doesn't take a lot of threes, but 40% clip. Uh, just under 80% at the line. 13 and a half rebounds. 8.3 assists after the break. And these are we serious right now? On 13 games, the Kings are 11 and 2, and he's giving you 20, 13 and a half, he's- and 8.3. This guy is a center in the NBA. He's getting a rebound he's pushing he's constantly moving he's getting banged around he's finishing inside he's dropping dimes to his teammates he's playing good defense this guy's playing like one of the better players in the league and you couple that with what De'Aaron Fox is doing post all-star break averaging 27 points a game post all-star break on 44 percent shooting 35 percent from three and six assists per game Two steals for De'Aaron Fox post All Star break. Yeah, that's um, those are some special numbers you're seeing there, and this isn't like oh, special numbers for the Sacramento Kings because they haven't seen these numbers before. This is around the league what they're what they're doing right now. You guys uh, is 
pretty special and it's elite. It's efficient. It's consistent. All of the above. That is not only what these two guys are doing. That's what the rest of the team is doing with them. The way that this squad is rallying around each other to make in-game adjustments, whether it's, you know, defensive miscommunications or just offensively someone isn't moving around or doing the right thing. They keep making these adjustments in game and then in between games. And I think Keegan Murray is one of those guys that I look at in between games. I love seeing him tonight. Just you can tell he's told certain things and he's doing those certain things like putting the ball on the floor and being aggressive or when he was missing a shot, he's getting a steal on the other end and then laying it up on back on the other end. So he's recovering from his mistakes as well. Yeah, first play of the game, I like that Keegan. Uh, they found Keegan had a nice floater inside. You're right. He had a couple of air balls and both yeah. ended up resulting in Keegan like stealing the ball and making yep. a play, making up for it. I, I thought he had a couple of nice attacks. Defensively, he did some nice things tonight. He rebounded pretty well. Five rebounds, I think, tonight. He finished with 19 points in the game. I do want to get to this comment. Matthew says, Sabonis, big man, big pain tolerance, big athletic skills, big smarts, big leader, big domos, big badass. <laughs> that sums it up perfectly. Big. Tough, he big. physical, gets after it, great teammate, people... Getting Sabonis was a franchise-altering move. Getting it. And, and that's like big picture. We're saying big a lot here. Uh, <laughs> big picture, you think about the sequence of everything that has transpired. Getting Sabonis. Getting Mike Brown. Herder. I was even telling Morgan, we were watching the game. I'm like, God, Mike, uh, Monty McNair and Wes Wilcox, like the fact that they got Kessler Edwards, who's 22 years old, and they got him for free pretty much. They got paid cash from Brooklyn to take a look at a guy that could help them low at risk. a position at low risk. They got Terrence Davis for what, a second round pick yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Trey Lyle's a part of this deal. Like the way they built this team has Deuce. been amazing. This is what smart basketball minded people do, yeah. right? They, they understand where talent is and don't just follow a narrative. You, they have the right people surrounding them, telling them what what's needed, whether it's from um, a competitive standpoint or just what they're capable of doing on the floor or even from what they're capable of doing as a coachable player, uh, a player that still can develop under the right leadership and putting the right leadership in place is number one with Mike Brown that can teach these guys the right way to play basketball, but finding the right guys that one are willing and wanting to buy in and want to learn and be molded into a, the best player that they can be that that's the type of guy that they have found multiple it, times. It's a perfect <laughs> recipe. Cause I, you know, I think sometimes you have those conversations like, Hey, what's the reason for the King's success this year? Like who get, who gets the most love? And you're like, where do you start? Because it's truly a total team yep. with the roster. You have a great coaching staff. Your execs are doing great work. All Everything's kind of like your training staff must be doing something right. Cause all these guys have been relatively healthy this year. Yeah. Right. Like, they're not getting nicked up on weird injuries. It's just, it, you you need all those things to be a successful team. And it's just wild that it seems like all this stuff is happening all at once. You know, it's taken time. You know, it's a bonus thing happened last year. It took Monty a couple of years, but man, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's impressive. It, but the reason why it does feel like all at once, because it's not like we saw improvement last year on the 
floor necessarily, right? Like, it's not like you saw, oh my gosh, improvement. This team is going to be a better team in the next year. No, you saw some flash with Fox and Sabonis of, oh, they could work together. But you're right. Like, they didn't play a lot at the end. They that's both kind of got hurt, and you're like, okay, we'll see. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And so then for the leap to be taken this season, that's why nobody, except Mark J. Spears, obviously, <laughs> thought this team was going to be um, playoff bound. I think some people thought playoffs. Some fans did, but yeah. Yeah, that's From a national for perspective, that. for there sure. There we go. There we go. From a national perspective. But yeah, and that's but that's why like you usually need the patience and development to go into, okay, oh, what can they build off this season? I mean, next year is you better be going for a championship. <laughs> Uh, I love uh, I love this from uh, Carlos in the chat. What? He says, um, "Sabonis is great, nice, efficient, humble, tough, smooth." What? If you're not down with that, we have three words for you: light the beam. Great comment. Appreciate all you guys hanging out with us too on a Saturday night. If you have not yet, hit that thumbs up button. All that does, hitting the like button, is just help the page continue to grow as we approach 11,000 subs. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't subscribed as well. That would be really nice. Yeah. I see we, we're getting new faces in here. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, G's, G's Burner is a new guy in here that, of course, does not actually listen to That's some okay. of the stuff. It's okay. We just have to educate him because he was like, you didn't really compare Sabonis to Curry. It's like, <laughs> you no, know, it, he's talking about the movement. Obviously, they're much different players. And then he also says that, well, they haven't made the playoffs yet. Nothing's guaranteed. Okay. It's okay. Whew. Okay. But no, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's, I like okay. That's what's been fun, too, with yeah. more and more, as our channel does keep growing, we do have more and more people. Some people don't understand us or the context of some things, too. Um, just know we are fun basketball <laughs> junkies, Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to hear from Demonis Sabonis? Hell yeah. He was talking to G-Man after the game. We have not heard this yet. So let's listen to uh, Domas with the G-Man, Gary Gerald. Domas has slipped on the headset. So big number 10. Sir. How you feeling tonight? Uh, good, good. Happy happy we got the win, you know? Well, a day after St. Patty's Day, we'll take it. My belly. Yep, yep. They course. celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Lithuania. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I saw you shaking the uh, right hand repeatedly tonight. What's uh, yeah. going on there? You get nailed a couple of times? Yeah, you know, just getting hit a couple of times, you know, uh, it's part, part of the game, you know. Well, I'm glad you can shrug it off, but I, I, I know you get beat up, and I just, I don't know how you do it. You play so hard, and I applaud you for doing that. Yeah. Uh, what was the key to getting this one tonight other than making a ton of threes? Uh, you know, just um, locking in defensively. You know, they got a lot of uh, offensive weapons out there, you know, and um, we just had to do our job uh, as, as a team uh, collectively. We saw the Wizards knock down their first five three-point shots. They had a 10-point lead in the first quarter. Any doubts creeping in at that time? Uh, no, you know, we just knew we had to, uh, we missed shots. They made a lot of shots, you know, and uh, we just had to get uh, to our uh, to our game. How good was it to see Terrence Davis, who had been stone cold in his last game's only limited minutes, but really lighten it up there, particularly in the first half? Uh, it's amazing. It just shows that uh, all these guys in the team stay ready. They stay ready, and uh, once, once their number is called, they come out and they, and they give everything they have. 
How good was it to have a day of rest yesterday? Amazing, amazing. We need another one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Got to fly to Salt Lake City, so yep, yep. get ready for another back-to-back. Yes. Domas, congratulations. Thanks again. Thank you, thank you. All right. Domas Sabonis and the Kings. Jason enjoying a 14-point. Yeah, so there's Domas Sabonis on the radio side with the G-Man Gary Gerald. He's, um. I love how he just acts like this is how it's supposed to be. And I know we want that. I know we want that from um, our guys, you know, but it's cool because they actually do back it up. It's, it's not fluky what they're doing. It's not like, Oh man, they barely pulled out a win against the wizard. It's they played hard. They played good basketball to get this win against a losing team. We haven't spent much time talking about Davion Mitchell yet tonight. And he deserves all the love, man. Davion Mitchell was getting in to Bradley Beal. He was making him work. He was making an all-star level player get frustrated. And for him to also knock down two threes within this, because we know what he can do defensively, but I love that he was like, hey, also these two that I'm going to be spot up shooting, I'm going to knock these down. But truly, defensively, what he's been capable of doing, you know, since he came into the league, and then tonight making Bradley Beal um, feel very uncomfortable in navigating screens, just putting that pressure on, allowing his teammates to be like, Cool, you got this, bro. He just has such a level of concentration with his on-ball defense. Yeah. You know, like, he is strong, right? I mean, he's... These are... We're talking about guys that are... I mean, Bradley Beal had a move on Kessler Edwards tonight that just blew by him, and it was a, it was tough. Kessler did an all right job, but Bradley Beal had to step on him. Davion gets into you. He bumps you. He's physical. He doesn't foul you. He is just going to frustrate you, and he's not going to worry about a screen. He's mm-hmm. going to go through a screen. He's going to blow it up. He's going to navigate around it, like you said. It's just it's a thrill to watch, and when you're making a guy work that hard, it leads to frustration. It leads to bad shots. It tires these guys out. Hell, they got to work yeah. that hard just to get a look, just oh, to move. And sometimes you just want to give it up. You go, I don't even, I don't even want to deal with this right now, right? And I think there was times like he was even switched on to Kyle Kuzma, who obviously has the size advantage, and he's just capable of frustrating, deflating, or um, tiring out a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who again could shoot over him with his length, but is making him work harder to even get that shot off. Well, hey, Mike Brown, uh, what do you like about Davion tonight? Did Davion get the chain tonight? Yes, he did, yeah. Um, he only scored six points, but he was plus 32. What, what stood out to you about the way you mentioned his defense, obviously, but what stood out? Yeah, his ball pressure was fantastic. You know, I mean, again, <clears throat> I, you know, I he's just gifted with that, and he's got a a tenacity about him that is just off the charts. Uh, he's relentless, and you have to be relentless in order to be able to defend the way he does. You know, and then he just let the let the ball find him. I mean, he, he didn't force anything. You know, he just played the, the, the game the right way offensively, and the, when the ball got swung to him or hit his hands, he just stepped in and, and, and shot the open shot. And he was a lot of fun to watch tonight. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he really was. You know, he ends up playing off the bench for Sacramento. Just under 19 minutes. Had six points, three assists. Uh, he had a steal on there. Two of two from downtown. Mm. Two of three overall. But I even thought just pushing the pace, getting the Kings into their stuff fast yeah. when he did have the ball, uh, bringing it up the court. And then defensively, he does what he does. And 
It's just, it's such a difference when he's playing that way, especially when you start thinking about playoff time. Like, if you can roll out lineups that have him out there and Kessler Edwards at times, just from a switchability standpoint, guys that could defend multiple spots, even though Davion is shorter, he can get into guys in multiple positions. Yeah, he'll just... And, you know, I think Keegan's shown some nice moments defensively. Mm. I'm getting pumped, man. I'm just getting really excited about this team. It's a good team. It's a really good team. And they're playing their best basketball right now. Someone else we haven't even talked about that's been playing well, Malik Monk. And I think tonight you look at the way that he was knocking down threes. When he feels that confident and he's knocking down those shots, it just feels like there's no one that can stop him, right? His energy, his his spirit that he brings on the floor and the smoothness in his shot when he is just feeling in rhythm. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I think the whole team is like, we love it. Thank you. Yeah. You had three guys on the team tonight, knock down five threes. Monk had five, five of seven. Terrence Davis was also five of seven. And then Keegan Murray was five of 10. So, They hit 15 of the Kings' 22 three-pointers. By the way, the Kings made franchise history the most three-pointers made in a regular season this season by the Sacramento Kings. I want to go to Malik Monk, though, real fast on Monk. We we talked a lot about that pick and roll with Sabonis and how effective that was. One of the best reads he had tonight was was a pick and roll situation. He didn't see the pass, and he threw an absolute dime to the corner to TD for three. And being able to read that, you know, obviously, you know, that pick and roll works, but teams mm-hmm. are going to try to do different things to clog the paint to yep. take it away. But that means something's going to be open. And Malik, in a crowded space, read it perfectly, knew TD was going to be in the corner. The defense was so focused on, in on him in the paint and Sabonis in the paint, it led to an open corner three. Six assists for Malik Monk on top of all those shots that he was knocking down. And you talk about that, Deuce. It's the, it's not just the capability of making that pass. It's the quick decision. And those quick decisions are, are so they, they just break down a defense more than you can ever imagine. I know, I know you think of like the ball being slow. You think of a ball stopper. It's not even that it's just, you know, that someone is there before you even make the pass. So you know you have two different options. Oh, okay, this defender is coming up. They're collapsing, clogging the middle. I got someone in the corner. That's the right play. That's the move I'm going to make. The things that click in these guys' minds and that click fast and that they actually make the decision fast, It you can see it keeps getting quicker and better as the season goes. And that comes along with chemistry and just knowing where someone's going to be, knowing where a shooter wants the ball, making that right pass to their chest. Oh, Will Z with the Sav the Night nominee, and this has been confirmed. Will Z is the best. The Kings finished the game going 22 of 37 from three. That's 59.5%. It's the highest three-point percentage that the Kings slash Royals history with a minimum of 25 attempts. Let me read that again. It's the highest three-point percentage in Kings slash Royals history with a minimum of 25 attempts. Wow. I mean, just shooting lights out tonight, really. And you look at the way that they were shooting the ball – it's not only like, oh, it's adding points to the scoreboard, Deuce. It's when you're in the opponent and a team's knocking down those shots on you, it's not like, oh, this doesn't feel good. It fucks with you mentally. 
It does. <laughs> it does. I like just like how you said it. Uh, the Kings reach 130 for the 18th time this season. No one else has 15. That stat courtesy of Will Z stats. So, wow. Yeah, this offense is elite. And get this. When they were, because they were making all their outside shots, they only finished with 48 points in the paint. I say only because they had like 30 of them in the first half, right? So when they had their quick 30 points in the paint, Sabonis is obviously showing dominance. They're getting those paint touches. They're scoring in the paint. They were also making their outside shots. And they and as the Washington Wizards made adjustments in that second half, they were still able to knock down their outside shots. What was up with the shitty free throw shooting, though, Morgan? They were 14 of 23, just under 61%. Sabonis was 10 of 12. Uh, Barnes was perfect, 3 of 3, but Keegan was 0 of 2. Fox 0 for 3. Dave was 0 for 1. And then the Kessler 1 for 2. So I know this. If they had shot their free throws from the three-point line, they would have been fine. That's different. Right, yeah. That Maybe they should back it up. Can you imagine? Uh, like, can we hey, use it back here? Can I just take a step? You're from the top of the key. Like Nick Van Exel back in the day. Nick Van Exel used to take a step back from the free, yeah. the free throw line. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, just take a step all the way back to three-point yeah. arc. I mean, people have their things of what just makes them feel better. Sometimes it's just a, it's just a mental thing, right? Being that close. Look at this. Is, look, at, look at where Van Exley used to shoot his free throws. Amazing. I mean, so what, like a 16, <laughs> 17-footer? That son of a bitch. Or wait, no, like 10 feet from the basket? He, um, yeah. he killed the Kings in, God, in a playoff series with the Mavs. I'll never forget it. Um math yeah that's that's hilarious though at least nobody does a, a little underhand free throw on this squad yeah. i'm glad that i mean you know <laughs> there's just some misses tonight and that was um shitty to see but you saw i think seeing sabonis go 10 for 12 from the free throw line that's the guy that's getting hit so much and getting those calls that's what you you really really want to see Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you haven't yet, make sure to hit that like button. We have close to 600 people watching us live right now. We thank you hanging out with us on a Saturday night. We'll take more of your questions and comments, too, in the chat. 
Uh, hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. It just helps our channel grow. Let's get to some more comments. Brian says, sorry, Kings aren't beating the Bucks in seven games this year. Going to need an upgrade in length the next two offseasons, plus time for the younger players to develop. Meanwhile, enjoy the ride. I no no I'm you, no no you want to know what i love about that the fact that brian would even be worried for a second about, about the, the sacramento kings about, we're talking about the bugs i but no that's my point is like usually you put them in a conversation and it's laughable it's like yeah no shit the bucks are gonna win but <laughs> obviously now like you have two competitive teams and yeah, sure yeah. the bucks still the best team in this league absolutely they have the experience they have the mvp in my opinion on their squad like they're going to do work against the Kings in a if it was. Yeah, I mean, if they got there, maybe. Right. Like, who knows? If the Kings got there, maybe there's things going really well. Maybe they're playing the best basketball that they've ever played. You just never know. I mean, I, it's that's so far away, and like, right. I would love to have that issue. I would love to be like, dude, uh, the that's Kings couldn't match up with the Bucks this year. Like, great, yeah, wow, the Kings somehow <laughs> made the NBA Finals when no one thought they would. That's my point. Yes, like, the conversation alone is amazing yeah. i love it thank you brian um let's get to some more comments uh from people watching us live um net rating is the greatest predictor for possibility of when a chip i believe the kings are within margin to qualify as a contender yeah i mean it's one of those things that i think people are so they're tiptoeing around this king's team a bit because it's like wait they took a, such a dramatic leap this year Right, and the West has been kind of weird, and they're like, "Wait, yeah. is this kind of real?" I, I'm not gonna predict that the Kings would win a championship this year. Okay, and That's good. I would love to be wrong, but the more you watch it, you're like, "Yeah, there's gonna be a path for them to maybe get to the conference finals." But there's also like, depending on the matchup, there could be some really tough matchups in the first round too. So yeah, I, I just think the West is so tight, so close that. It's going to be a challenge no matter what. But if the Kings are the two seed and you have to play a playing team, that's great in the first round. I would say advantage Kings. And then the second round, maybe you're taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. You're going to have a shot. Yeah. I mean, the the fact that we're even having these conversations it's is great. Insane. And I think some people are just tiptoeing around. It's like, guys, just, if you've watched this team all year, everyone's like, oh, is the offense going to keep it up? The offense has done it all year. I think they're playing better offense now than they played the entire season. Yeah. Their chemistry seems even better. The shooting, the weapons off the bench. The sharpness of their offense, of Fox, their defense. Bonus. Like, everything, everything. Everything's trending in the right direction. I mean, their depth, yeah. everything, you guys. And that's why I think sometimes, too, I, I look at the postseason and I try to do reality check. It's a whole different type of game. It yeah. is. The postseason is a whole different, different type of game. And there's not a lot of guys on this team that have experience in a postseason there's a lot of teams in the west that have teams that have experience in the postseason now so i understand those things will factor in but if you're watching the kings every night like we are and still watching around the nba there's no way yeah. you can doubt out or doubt their style of play in the way that they are are playing as a basketball team in the NBA, it's incredible. It is incredible what they are doing. Anything else jump out to you tonight? Mm, doo -doo 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 -doo. It was good to just see the fact that, like, 
guys like Del Vadova play and you go, oh, it's not because like someone's hurt. It's because it's a 20 plus point game. Let's get the deep bench. And I just love looking at the box score, especially on this long road trip late in the year. You got to fly to Salt Lake City. I'm glad Fox plays 26 minutes, right? I'm glad yeah. that the bench was able to pick up some minutes late too. Oh, I know what else stood out to me. The turnovers. Only eight turnovers Dude. for the Sacramento Kings. That was something that we were looking at. And we're like, look at the way that they're taking care of the basketball and just taking care of business. 34 assists, eight turnovers. Come on now. They also had in the game seven steals and seven blocks tonight. And uh, Chimezi Metsu credited with three blocks. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He, I thought in his time in there, you know, you'll, you'll see these moments that guys just blow by him. Yep. Um, and then you'll, you'll see him have these great moments where he's stripping a basketball. It's going off of Kuzma's leg or he's getting back and getting a block. You know, he, he has the ability to do great things. And then it just sucks when his, the shitty things overshadow right. those great things. You know, he's got to find a way to just find a balance. I want to look at uh, the King's defensive rating in the fourth quarter. Uh, because, you know, people are like, the Kings can't win a championship um, with this bad of defense. And, yeah, for the season, the Kings defense is overall is not good. But the thing, I just want to see what the updated thing is now. Yeah. Um, so fourth quarter defensive rating. Okay, so they've dropped to 15th now in fourth okay. quarter defensive rating. But, oh, like, no. you know, on the season, they're like 25th, 26th. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm not predicting that the Kings are going to win a championship. But we're also seeing a team that's doing things offensively that haven't been done since, like, the late 80s. No one scored this many points per game since, like, the 88-89 Nuggets. So, yeah, there's... It's a weird year. Things change fast. And I think offense does matter in this league a lot. And you have to get stops. I think the Kings have shown an ability to get stops late in games, especially, you know, that Clippers game. You give up 175 points. That's going to mess up some defensive numbers for sure. But, like, no one was like, oh, the defense was a joke in that game. It's like, no, the shot making was outrageous, yeah. right? They got some good time, some big time stops recently in close games that they've been playing that you go, oh, okay, there is something there. Go ahead. It's well, I mean, them, you know, obviously getting a stop and then being able to do the right thing on the offensive end and to get a score. I mean, there's a lot of teams in this league yeah. that don't execute that. And the Kings seem to execute that at such a high level when they come down on offense. I'm also eager to see kind of what defensive game plan Mike Brown puts out for the playoffs. Yeah. Guy used like 800 defenses in the Warriors run last year and the Warriors Breaking news, didn't have a whole bunch of, like, crazy lockdown defenders. GP2 was awesome for them last year. You know, Draymond's capable of, but, you know, they didn't have, like, some elite rim protector. Mm -mm. They have a team that had Klay Thompson coming back from injury. Jordan Poole, not known for good his good defense, um, or known for being a good defender. Steph Curry's done some nice things defensively, but, again, not like a lockdown guy. Yeah. But they were able to get stops in it, the NBA Finals. Because they buy into what the system is and – they stay on a string, they do it together, they communicate. And a lot of it has to do with just talking up and communicating. I know we put a lot of that pressure on the anchor in the middle, but it's not just that person. It's the people at the top putting the pressure on, allowing someone, like, I need help. Someone just blew by me. But you also see this squad. They know how to um, play in a zone defense, and we've seen them execute that as well. And it's just great to know that they could throw a whole bunch of things at teams. Also, who's the lockdown defensive team in the league right now? 
I mean, honestly, like I, well, I, it's it's just it's an offensive era. You're not going to be like there are teams with good a lot of good defensive I players. I mean, Bucks. I just look at Brooke Lopez, That's Andrew probably Holiday, and Giannis. That's probably the one. Yeah. Also, the Kings put up how many points on the Bucks? <laughs> right. So no, again, like, that's right. that's the thing. Like we could talk about that. The, the Kings scored 124 points on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. not saying they're going to be, but my my whole point is like these. Again, stuff does pick up in the playoffs. You know, the Bucks to me are the by far the favorites to win it all. Yeah. Although they had a weird loss to the Pacers last night without Halliburton. I'm like, oh. what are you doing? Yeah, Total letdown game for sure. Weird one. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me tonight that I wanted to bring up, dude, Kings fans rolled deep tonight in Washington, D.C. Hell I mean, on yes. the TV broadcast, how many they showed, and then you're listening in the background, light the beam chants were loud. And that's like, uh, that's becoming commonplace on the road now for the Kings. So Megan McPeak, who is the sideline reporter for the Washington Wizards, texts me and she was like, listen to this video, light the beam chants all the way around in the arena. And it's like, yeah, that's common now. Mm-hmm. I I love that we're seeing that. Also, another Ducemo podcast sighting uh, of a sweatshirt at in D.C. She's not surprised anymore. I, I I'm am. just kidding. I, when, when I see fans on the road wearing her stuff, like we saw that fan at OKC with the beer. Yeah. Wearing a Deuce and Mo merch. By the way, you can get Deuce and Mo merch, deuceandmo.com. Click on merch. And I think the promo code's still up. Thank you for 20% off. That's All the cool. way through March. Um, I also want to mention that we announced this the other day. We are doing a live show, a live show downtown Sacramento. April 14th at 7 p.m. It's going to take up place at the Russ Room at Solomon's on K Street, which is like a block away from Golden One Center. It's going to be the night before the NBA playoffs start. We're going to do a show at the Russ Room. Tickets are going to be on sale next week for $10. We'll announce it, but they're going to be $10. No fees or anything. It's $10. We're going to have fun. We'll hopefully have some special guests along mm-hmm. the way. We're going to get ready for Kings playoff basketball. Figure we can all get together. Uh, we're probably going to have to cap the tickets at a certain point. Like 150, I think. Yeah. We keep saying 150. Is it, are you sure 150? Well, like around that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, around yeah. 150. So <laughs> uh, we're really excited to do that. We haven't done a live show like this before. It's going to be fun. We've got some stuff we're planning. It's going to be a lot of fun. The vibes. Why not celebrate this time together the yep. night before mm-hmm. the NBA playoffs? Yeah. Together. Yeah. So we'll let you guys know um, as soon as tickets go on sale next week. Uh, let's check in with our guy, Bong. Who Bong is in the building? What's up, Bong? Bong. 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 Bong, 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 bong. Yeah, I'll leave him unmuted. Uh, he unmuted himself. I don't yeah. know. Um, someone's saying, is it upstairs at the Russ Room or downstairs? It's upstairs, upstairs at the Russ Room. That's Yeah, the Russ Room at Solomon. So upstairs at the Russ Room. So yeah, definitely check us out there. We'll, we'll let you guys know when tickets actually go on sale. All right, Bong is still not there. We'll, ch- we'll try I to get him. I sang Bong's name in the... Um parody to thong to thong 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 that was funny that was funny thank you uh he's trying Ow. to come oh there he hey. is what's up Bong? thank you yo i had to guide to call in because you were giving me shit for not being you know on what's the up, show no more. it's been a while Aww. man how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good man i'm, I'm here lighting my beam you know Aww. chilling that's a good move good move right Bong. Yeah. yeah so what'd you think about tonight's game dude easy win fuck the wizards man this is revenge <laughs> I love I love Kings fans getting cocky now. They're like, yeah, that mid team. 
that team's already well, thinking about the off season. No, you know what? Honestly, I've thought about this before because, like, you know, I've you know, uh, analyzed a lot of uh, other teams' NBA misery in in the years prior. I think I would rather be a Kings fan than a Wizards fan. Like, I don't care that you made the playoffs like once or whatever. Like, the Wizards have for like forty years been the joke of the league. It's it's rough times over there. It's been bad, but I don't think anyone that says like, "Oh, this team's had a bad." It's, I don't know. It's up there with the Kings. I go, no, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, Kings are the worst. This is their ninth winning season in 38 years. Yep. This is going to be their 11th playoff appearance in 38 years. No one has had it. And I think it gets clouded sometimes because people go, yeah, but they were they were part of the elite for a few years. Remember when they were eight straight? It's like, no, that those eight straight winning seasons that they, they were, those were the only winning seasons they ever had. Ever. Like it was not spread out yeah, ever. Yeah. Like no one else got to experience it except the people alive during those eight <laughs> winning seasons. Yeah. Yeah, but like you have to be called the Wizards. Their <laughs> nicknames are the Wiz. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. They're also like a major NBA, mar- like, like a major US market. We're like, we're we're a little, we're like the fifth biggest city in the California. You know what I mean? Like, you're selling little, me, different. Bung. You're selling me. Yeah, good. This is what I do. Anyways, I'm gonna sell you on. I don't have to sell you on him. Kessler Edwards. I gotta, I gotta put it out there. Man. I'm a Kessler Edwards stan, and I love the kid, man. When he got traded to this team, I said I put a little tweet. I was like, I think this could be good, and I'm so happy that he has fit in so well to this team. Like he's just bringing the energy that we needed because we don't have like. I mean, you know, Keegan once he gets called, he has to get called out to get offensive rebounds. But Kessler's just doing it every game. You know what I mean? We need, we need guys like that. Yeah, and Kessler has a little more NBA experience, right? Not it's a ton true. more, but a little more than Keegan. And yeah, I just I like his size. I like that he's confident shooting the three. He doesn't hesitate. He's strong. He's gonna go in there, try to get a rebound. He's gonna go out there and defend. And you he's twenty two. Mm. You, you gave up nothing to get the guy. You yep. traded like a prospect who's like 39 who plays in some other country right now that's never coming to the nba and you got cash back to pretty much pay for kessler edwards deal it was a brilliant move and bung i think my favorite thing about kessler edwards being here is i just keep looking at how he's like the modern day nba body type right just long yeah the wingspan but then he's capable of switching on to whoever but shooting the basketball it's yeah it's fantastic yeah, one of the worst takes I've ever seen on Twitter was someone right when we traded for him was saying that uh, this was yet another trade, a long line of cash considerations trade for the Sacramento Kings and yeah, that Kessler Edwards would not be on the team in a week from now. And uh, I love retweeting that one. Huh. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, I th- you know when the f- trade first happened, it was interesting because I remember the phrasing is like the Kings were like, they may send him to Stockton potentially. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And... I think they were trying to leave flexibility open just in case there was another deal that they made where it's like, okay, well, maybe we'd like to keep them in our or in our system, but if we can acquire something else that we're, that's going to need a roster spot, we can waive him and then add him to our G League team and kind of keep him in the fold. I think that was the whole case with that, but then nothing else happened for Sacramento, and yeah, it was definitely not a cash considerations move. Like it was, that was outrageous. It's like this guy's twenty two years old, and he showed flashes last year in Brooklyn. He got some minutes where people went, "Oh, did the Nets get a steal here?" He didn't really do much this year, and now he's getting an opportunity to play on a team that, by the way, is three and a half out of the number one spot in the West. And look, I don't think the Kings are going to catch Denver, but it keeps getting closer now, and Denver keeps, keeps playing it keeps like looking shit. Likely. Dude, and they play the final game of the season. There's still 12 games left for the Sacramento Kings. I believe Denver has 11, and they play the final game of the season in Denver. So, uh, 
I didn't think that was going to be a possibility, but like, <laughs> look at my whole point though is Kessler's getting meaningful minutes during a postseason run. Oh, I think he's going to get big playoff minutes. I think yeah. that we we might actually see him get more and more as this season gets closer. I mean, we just saw his first start and he's been getting more and other guys have been getting a little less here and there. I love Keegan, but he's still a rookie and there's moments where he looks like he's still got to figure it out a little bit. Yeah. And I think Kessler's going to get more of those and he's going to play big minutes. Yeah, and I think that's what you're. we've seen. Mike Brown is going to, if Keegan makes a couple of mistakes, he's going to sit his ass down and... I think some fans get frustrated with that, but dude, this is the perfect time for him to learn these things. Like he's in the midst of playing for a really good team. He's still playing like Keegan tonight played 35 minutes, Hell like 35 minutes. And you're seeing a nice game. I was telling Morgan when we were watching back the game, I'm like, God, just wait, wait, just imagine what Keegan's going to look like in two years. <laughs> like with the confidence when you, you know, you, you just know like he, he's sharp like tonight and... when he, on one of the plays he got blocked. Yeah. He tried to look like he wanted to lay it up against. Well, him. he wanted to dunk and then he was like, oh, yeah, lay it up just like that. That's what he did. But when you see the shooting, his yeah. shooting ability and even putting the ball on the floor now a little more, man, looks nice. Yeah. He really might just be like, if Chris Middleton could dunk, you know what I mean? Like it, it, he, he has like such a great body and like, both the amazing shooting form and clearly like the, yeah. the IQ and the touch, he has such a big ceiling. Um, I, uh, no shade to Keegan. He's just still got to figure it out. A yeah. Bit, and and by the way, Chad saying King is a hundred percent better than Kessler. No, I don't think Bung's saying that Kessler's no, better than not. him. It's just like, I think at times during the playoffs, the Kings are going to need to try different things. And if they need someone that's going to go out there and defend a little bit, Kessler, I think has worked his way into the rotation. Now I think you've seen enough from him on the bench, even going back to that Minnesota game where he went in randomly, right? They put PJ Dozier in and then they went to Kessler. He showed some things against amps. Like, okay, he made life a little more challenging. Then he gets in there again for the Kings a couple of games later. Now he's starting tonight in place of Herter. He's, he's done enough that I think he, he deserves to, to continue to get some run. Yeah, I think this might turn out to be like a huge miss by the Nets. I was I was curious, like last playoffs, I remember I kept thinking they're they're put, putting out these lineups where they're playing like Kyrie and Patty Mills and Goran Dragic all at once on the floor Crazy. with like KD and Nick Claxton. And I'm like, why would you not play this kid, Kessler Edwards, who's like clearly wants to play defense and is a big body and is like, at least he can do something, you know what I mean? And I don't know how they've just let him. I mean, obviously now they have way too many wings. There's just not really a spot for him. But up until now, I think that this is a... Maybe we can just thank Steve Nash for him. Yeah, yeah, it was a total cash move. I mean, they saved money luxury tax wise. That was the main reason. Yep. Crazy. And that's those are the moves you got to make. You're a small market team. Like those are the moves you got to work on the fringes sometimes. All right, take a chance on a guy. And what do you know? Here's Kessler Edwards mm. having and an he didn't impact have to shake up March. anything to do it. Right. Exactly. Dude. I one more note that I yeah. want to I want to leave for you. Um, I think in Discord you should be able to set up your channels or your admin preferences so that. People can't move themselves into your calls. Um, but I kind of hope you don't because that was one of the best moments of the show. It uh, is one of those just, moments that you're like, you know what? You, you need those type of moments sometimes. Right, right. Adds a little yeah. a little flair and shirtlessness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Bung, dude, thanks for uh, thanks for calling tonight. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Light the beam. Light, Light the, the beam. beam. Um, speaking of Denver, so the Kings are three and a half out. Just let's just take a little look at look see at the uh, Denver schedule, Morgan, because it's uh, worth a 
What they get a look at, huh? Yeah, it is. Wow. So Denver's schedule. Who do they got? Look at them. They've lost four of five. The losses: Bulls, Spurs, Nets, Raptors. They got a win against the Pistons. That game was actually tied going to the fourth, by the way. <laughs> and then they lost at New York tonight. The trip continues. They get Washington and Brooklyn. Okay. Well, the weird thing about the Brooklyn game. It's an early game. Does that mess with them at all? It's a 12-30 game tomorrow. It's the second night of a back to or second day of a back to back. Then they get a few days off. They finish a road trip in Washington. That should be a W. But look, look at what happens after that. They have Milwaukee and the Sixers, the Pelicans, the Suns. They have the Suns twice still. And they have the Warriors and the Kings. Wow. Okay. And even in this loss, Murray had 25. This is tonight against yeah. the uh, Knicks. Jokic had 24. What Porter Jr. have? 11. Um, that's a, Porter, that's the thing that we're, we're getting to now. Michael Porter, who Tim Con- let Tim Connolly somehow has ruined two teams. I think we're going to look back at. We Damn. are. No, Tim Connolly gave Michael Porter Jr. a max deal. A guy who, when healthy, you're going, yeah, I see it. But guess what? The guy's not healthy. He has chronic back things going on all the time. Poor and his thing. defense has not gotten better uh-uh. at all. Well. And so when you have a guy like Porter that you need out there for his offense, but he gets torched every time, and then Jokic is not exactly fleet of foot, you're getting exposed a lot. Their problem has been defense a lot. You know, you talk about some of the pieces around him. You go, okay, you know, Bruce Brown does some nice things defensively, KCP. But you've got two key guys in your starting lineup that just aren't, good defensively that are giving up things defensively sometimes with Jokic you're like are you trying out there and I love Jokic but they've got some they're looking funny right now yeah and for a team that you know I give teams benefit of the doubt sometimes especially really good teams when they lose a couple in a row Mm because it's like all right and to see come on let's get to go maybe three in a row but when you lose four or five you got a guy who's won two MVPs. Well, especially after your head coach... Has called you out. Called you out, That's, saying, we're too chill right now. It's concerning. It is. I mean, it absolutely is. And it's not... I'm not just saying that because I want it to be concerning. Sure. Um, it It is because you've seen this team play so consistent, so consistently well throughout this season and hold on to that number one spot. And then you're just seeing them drop... Why? Why is it? You know, I'm not watching. I'm watching Kings every single night, and then I am watching NBA. And so, sure, when I catch a Nuggets game, I'm not like every single night being able to be like, "Oh, this is why. This is why." Um, that one that you caught a few weeks ago with Jokic not playing much defense—that was really triggering to you. Like, what's going on? Like, why isn't he even trying? So the fact that you felt that out of that one game and then it's translated into more and more losses for this squad, something else is going on with them. Uh, We need to talk about the standings more. And we also need to look at the heads of the Kings next couple of games coming up. We should mention real fast though, that tonight's podcast presented by our friend, Sean Stanfield. I was going to, I don't know why I was about to see Sean Cunningham. (laughs) Sean Cunningham. No, uh, Sean no, Stanfield. You wouldn't want Sean Cunningham. You over want Sean. at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. I actually talked to Sean yesterday, and he told me he's had two people from our podcast reach out to him recently. So badass. That's cool, because he's a big Kings fan, and you know I know people have questions about buying a house. Hey, can I afford to buy a house? Does it make sense? Ooh, is it 
right for me to refinance? I don't know. It could be potentially. All I know is Sean is the guy to hit up because he's going to give you all the answers. He's going to shoot you straight. He's helped many of our podcast listeners before, whether it's refinance or help them get a house. He is the man to talk to. You just need to go to rate.com slash Sean Stanfield or call or text him. He's better at texting sometimes because, you know, he's like most people in 2023. They screen their calls. Uh, 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. Equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at... Guarantee. Right. Guarantee. Right. All right, Morgan Reagan and yes. chat. Let's play a game called Look at the Standings. What game is this? It's not really. This? It's just we just look at the standings. Oh. Okay, so the Kings right now still in that number two spot. Memphis won again without Jaw. They uh-huh. won. They beat the Warriors tonight. Yeah. And Dylan Brooks was doing some John to Clay Thompson. It was. And they get Jaw back coming up on Monday. So we'll see how that all unfolds. But anyway, so Denver's number one. They have a three and a half game lead on Sacramento and Memphis, but Sacramento is in that number two spot. The separation between third and fourth has grown. It's now five games between the Suns and the Grizzlies and Kings. Five games. The Clippers lost today at home. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm trying to remember who they lost to because I remember going, wait, they lost to them? Wow. Let me look it up. I thought you were going. Oh, Orlando. They lost to Orlando today. At home. They allowed 39 points in the um, fourth quarter. Oh, my God. I know God. I realize I'm showing this on the screen. No, bad. that's okay. Paul George I want to double 30. check. That was, was that in L.A.? Yeah, it was in L.A. 113-108. Uh, Magic, Orlando scored 39 points in the fourth quarter. Orlando's going to be fun in the future, dude. Wow. Carroll's a stud. Shout out Markel Fultz, who's having such a bounce back year. He's showing like, oh, he's got something. Like, especially what he does defensively. Anyway, back to the standings for a second. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, you got Denver, Sacramento, Memphis. Then the Suns five games behind Sacramento and Memphis. The Clippers losing at home today. Uh, yeah, it's not good. They're six and a half behind Memphis and Sacramento. And then Dallas, they've won a couple in a row here. They're 36 and 35 after that game winner last night, dude. Can we talk about that Wait, real fast? Which game? Oh, my God. So those are the top six. Denver, Sacramento, Memphis, Phoenix, L.A., the Clippers, and the Dallas Mavericks. Last night, Dallas was taking on the Lakers. Did A.D., does any like guy who gets talked about more as being a great guy mess up more in a game? Like, like big mistakes. Big mistakes. Mental mistakes, Huge yes. Huge mistakes. Yes. Whether it's fouling a three-point shooter, missing a free throw, I know that happened. Yeah. And then late... Obviously, was way too far away trying to help. And yeah. Kleba, Kyrie with a dime and a half to Maxi Kleba, who with a game-winning three-pointer. That pass, the way that Kyrie swung that and did it with so much force to get there in time to Kleba to get a quick shot off and have that game winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. incredible. But then one of my favorite parts, the whole team, uh, the Mavs are just jumping up and down together. And then the pile falls. Jason Kidd jumps on top of the pile. Loved it. I don't. We don't need to be doing dog piles for a team that's been banged up. I don't. I'm not doing a dog pile. All right. We we're not trying to get anyone hurt. Seriously. Jason Kidd isn't gonna. You're gonna be say something mean about Jason Kidd. I wasn't. I, now that you bring it up, yeah, Jason Kidd is not. Put on some weight. No, I was, I'm just saying dog piles. 
oh, I'm going to go ahead and not I think, do that I as think a they team. fell. Like, okay. they fell. Anyway, uh, Golden State, they have lost three in a row now. Remember, they were turning it around. Golden State's now 36 and 36. Oh, I love it. They're 7 and 29 on the road. That's bad. Golden State's vibes rough from the jump. And it started with Draymond punching Jordan Poole. Started Their vibes there. have been off. Andrew Wiggins isn't around. This is not good. You're n- everyone wants a track record, Steph. I, I respect Steph. I am one of the people, uh, you know, most people in Sacramento hate the Warriors. I've appreciated what they've done over the year, be, years because I feel like they play team basketball and I like Steph. But this team is not a threat to win it all this year. They're falling apart here. They've lost three straight. They can't win a game to save their lives on the road. They're banged up. Wiggins, where is he? Like, it just seems like a Curry can't really stay as healthy this year. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's their year. Uh, they're in seventh right now, but they're a half game out of the sixth spot. Minnesota is behind the Golden State Warriors in the eighth spot. Ant went down with that ankle last night. Chris Ooh, Finch yeah. saying it's not as significant as they thought it he would be. Screamed, he screamed. It sounded Oof. awful. So they are in the eighth spot. OKC in the ninth spot in Utah. What's crazy is Minnesota, OKC, Utah. They're all one game behind Golden State for the seventh spot. And the Lakers are in the outside looking in at this standpoint, uh, at this point, excuse me. Uh, they are a half game out of the play-in right now at 34 and 37. The Pelicans are kind of hanging around just a game back, but who knows about them. So the play-in is just a complete mess right now. Um, out of those teams, which would oh. you be scared? Of, would you be, would you honestly be honest? Would you be scared to play the Warriors in the first round? Would that make you nervous if you're a Sacramento Kings fan? Matt Barnes and I were talking about this. I think we were talking about this on air and he was like, I would still be scared. I would still be scared. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, like they've done it so many times. It's a different game. And I keep saying that same thing, not only because I'm trusting a former player that has played at a high level and um, has won things that is telling me that, but also because we see it with our own eyes year after year that the postseason's a different game and the Warriors somehow can look like a different team in the postseason. I'm still nervous about that, but there's so many signs showing me like, uh-uh, this isn't the year. But I don't want to get... How poetic. How beautiful Say would it. it be Say it. if the Kings met the Warriors in the first round and the Kings are the ones who ended the Warriors as we know them. They may night, have, night. If the Warriors get bounced <laughs> early this year, if they get bounced uh, early this year, whether it's Sacramento or someone else, you think Draymond's going to be back? Bob, Lakers. Bob Myers might be out. TV. Podcast. Or maybe another opportunity. Maybe. Maybe I the know. Clippers blow things up, too, when he goes and joins uh, the Clippers front office. Maybe. What's that mean for Steve Kerr? Well, then he's. I mean, yep. my point all is all of the above. Everything's and I fragile. I still think long term, like, dude, if you have Steph Curry on your team, you're gonna have a chance. They could build and be yeah. interesting, and you know, you never know. Maybe they have. It's hard to envision because their young guys haven't sprung like they thought. Remember, they they made the decision not to trade Kaminga and Moody those picks to go maybe get a big fish, and they, they get trade James Wiseman. They had the number two pick, and they chose James Wiseman when they could have chosen someone else. It's like the Kings have done that before, but the Warriors are different. Like yeah. they've had 
standards in a different type of culture for quite some time now that you wouldn't expect those type of mistakes from them. And they've had those mistakes. And, you know, I think at times like I troll and everything, and I know that all Warriors fans have to just hold up is like, you know, the amount of rings that they have and all of that. But oh, yeah. I mean it's it's one of those things where it is so fun in Kingsland to see teams like the Warriors and the Lakers just start to crumble and fall apart. And no, and I don't I don't ever wish for fans to live in misery for too long because hi, I'm a I'm ultimately a Kings fan and I've lived in misery for so long. But I do just have to throw it in your face a little because it's fun. It's just fun. I just think this is probably the first year I could say I'm not scared of the Warriors. And it doesn't mean wow. that I don't think they could win some games against the Kings in a playoff series. Because they could. You know, it's Steph Curry. Did the guys deuce? They would respect, respect. Well, but I'm not as fearful of them as I have been, and I think the biggest reason is just because the vibes feel weird. They can't win on the road. They haven't done it at all on the road this year. I mean, they have one of the worst road records in the NBA. Period. Seven and twenty-nine. That's a joke. It's that's a joke. It's pretty that's bad. Embarrassing. No. And without Wiggins, who was so key in their title run, like they're definitely not winning a championship. No, no, no. They're not that's winning a championship. Fine to say. Yeah, that's fine to say and to feel confident in. But um, yeah. It's, it's time for Mike Brown to put the Warriors down. Remember we oh. mentioned this, just like the uh, oh. AW. What, what match was that? Not I'm not digging the casket mask match. The casket match between yeah. uh. Jungle Christian boy. and Jungle Boy. That's a very deep reference. <laughs> we mentioned that oh, before. Eddie what? with the stat of the day winner. What? Stat of the night winner from Eddie. Uh, the Kings have a seven-game winning streak on the road, same as the Warriors all season. Bang! Bang! Take that bang, bang. Take that bang, Damn. bang. I didn't say it. Yeah. He just wrote it alone. Um, yeah, I... What a year, man. What a year. 43 a year. wins for the Sacramento Kings. They're now 43 and 27. Uh, the poll question tonight, Morgan. Yeah. Who was your dog of the game? Was it Damanis Sabonis? Okay. Terrence Davis, Davion Mitchell, or Malik Monk? Love that Davion Mitchell got the deep hog chain. So he good. Malik Monk, fantastic job. What we need from you to step up. I, I want to just say Sabonis, but TD staying ready, like that is so difficult to do. So difficult. And it's so sad because our expectations of Sabonis is like, yeah, you do that for us every night. God damn it. And for Terrence Davis, though, when you can stay ready like that and perform at that level at, for 30 plus minutes after not playing and being in the rotation... Just thank you. Thank you for all your hard work. So TD is your... Yes. Your dog Stop. of the game. Yes. Uh, 27% of people agree with you with the poll question. Only 27%. 27% of people, uh, the winner, according to the chat, of the dog of the game is Damanis Sabonis, 64%. 27% for Terrence Davis. Davion got five, and Malik Monk got four. Yeah, Sabonis, I, I think... You do get like hurt sometimes when you just do it like every night. You're like, yeah, I mean, he thirty ton and nine. Like, I mean, great game, but so, but Terrence, I, I do agree with you. That was a dog like performance. But yeah. I, you know, even Davion tonight. You know, 
If yeah. Bradley Beal gets it going tonight, things it could have gone interesting. Well, you never know, right? And tonight he was never got it going. He had 20 points, but he had four turnovers, two assists on eight of 17 shooting. Deuce, even when we were watching, when we came back from Stockton Kings, we obviously get a fast forward through free throws and everything because you're watching a little bit later. But the whole time you and I were like, how did the Kings pull this one off the way that they pulled it off when we kept kept seeing it within 10? Yeah. Right? And it it just seemed so in reach and there was still enough time left that if a Bradley Beal or if Porzingis was playing and they started going off, that's when you look at this game a little different. But the Kings didn't allow – it wasn't like, oh, Bradley Beal just couldn't get anything tonight. It was, no, no, no. Davion Mitchell didn't allow Bradley Beal to get anything. What would it take for you to be confident about – this team may be coming out of the West. Ah, <laughs> I, I just You're can't. You're not that you just, you didn't see a playoff series. First. I need to. And that's s- fine. I'm not trying to put you in a bad spot. I, Cause I'm curious. I just, I watched them tonight and it was. <sighs> I said this the other night against Brooklyn to you. You know, I felt like they're good like all year. For yeah. Sure. But there's just something when they play tonight, I'm like. Damn. And it's, I think it's because when you have guys that you can just go to on your bench and they can come in and give yep. you stuff like Terrence Davis, whatever, Kessler Edwards coming in and that being impactful in moments. Davion, I go, this team is really, really, really good. Like, I'm starting to go like, oh, I'm a big believer that looking out crazy this West is they're going to have a chance to get to the conference finals. And it's weird when you when you get to that point. Yeah. And I'm not there to predict it yet, but now I'm feeling more and more confident about how real this team is. And I think part of the reason is, is something Mike Brown said what? before the All-Star break. He was giving his team love going, look, what we did was great. It's nice. But now this is when it gets real. Yeah. And that's what all of us were talking about. We were talking about post-trade deadline when it gets real. And remember when Mike Brown said, we are the hunted? We and, are the hunted. And you were like, you not just you, other people too, were like, uh, is he just saying that to light a little fire under their tush? He's not wrong. They are the hunted. And he was mentioning the seriousness and the approach that has to be right. You had that clip of Terrence Davis talking about, all I was thinking about the all-star break was visualizing, like getting to the playoffs and understanding the moment, understanding what we have to do. I feel like Brown put the seriousness of like, Hey, like we did great here, but this is still fragile. All these teams made moves and we have to come out and gauge. And I thought coming out of the break, I'm like, dude, the Clippers are going to be locked in now. Mm-hmm. The Warriors. I do think the Suns would be much different right now, obviously, if KD was healthy. Sure. But he's not. It's what it is. And I also think you got to give the Kings some credit for being able to stay relatively healthy. Yep. And also, by the way, like playing through shit. Yep. No. And You know, like that deserves credit. It, yeah. It all deserves credit. But my point is they've come out and approached it like a veteran team. Well, and that's what I... Th- the other night when they were playing, I love that you feel that way after tonight's win against Washington. I felt this way that you're feeling after they beat Brooklyn the other night. And remember, I wanted to text you like, "Are they gonna? Are they going to the NBA Finals?" <laughs> like I was just watching this yeah. team and the way that they were executing so many great things, just high level basketball consistently throughout a game, and 
what you're watching, I mean, definitely believe in what you're watching, but also definitely have the perspective that, yeah, postseason basketball, it's not only going to be a different experience for us consuming and watching this product, it's going to be a different experience for these guys and a lot of these guys who have never experienced it before. Well, next up for the Sacramento Kings, this is kind of a weird road trip because you, you just did a little East Coast swing and then you fly back across the country. You have to play the Jazz coming up on Monday. Uh-huh. That's that's a tough way to end a road trip. That and then the next night. Yep. <laughs> oh, get choked up thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, a back to back. Yeah. So a long road trip ends in Salt Lake City. Then you play the next night at home against the Boston Celtics, (laughs) and then the game after that, the Phoenix Suns. Hey, another test lies ahead for the Kings. No, I'm really eager to see how they play coming up on Monday night. I think it's going to be tough, and I don't imagine Kevin Herter is going to play. The good news, it doesn't sound like that injury was as significant as maybe they thought at first, but like if you're the Kings, especially with the way things went tonight, I would just play the safe side, even if you kept them out until the Phoenix game. If you can give him that time, like, yeah. if you feel like you can get through it with the pieces you have on the team, do it because you're going to need Kevin Herter down the stretch and you cannot have him like limping around, no. re-aggravated, all that stuff, you know? Absolutely. Do the right thing. By the way, the Jazz, they're playing for something still. Yep. Right. They're the 10th spot right now in the play-in and, you know, they're also just a game and a half, half out of the sixth spot. That's how crazy the West is still. You've got the... The Kings are closer right now to number one than they are to number four. <laughs> perspective tonight yeah, on a serenade. Well, we appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we should note this tomorrow, which is if you're listening to this on a Sunday, uh, we're going to be on NBA TV 1.30 p.m. Because our Stockton Kings game is on NBA TV against the G League Ignite. Zeus will be doing play-by-play. Yeah. I will be your color analyst. Watch some NBA TV tomorrow. Unless they, unless they booted it from NBA TV because Scoot's not playing. But uh, last I saw, it's an NBA TV game. So we'll be on NBA TV. Stockton Kings basketball. Kings are off. Sacramento's off till Monday. So why not turn us on at 1.30? You're chilling at home or maybe DVR. You could check out uh, Deuce Mason, uh, Morgan, Reagan. Call some Stockton Kings. And the Kings need to bounce back because just Stockton, Stockton's eight-game win streak came to an end tonight. They got their asses kicked. Asses. Yeah, really turn things bad. around tomorrow. Yeah. They got it. Well, hey, guys, we love you so, so, so much. Before you go, hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We appreciate the support so much. Remember, tickets for our live show April 14th in downtown Sacramento will be on sale next week. We love you, but we gots to go. You're all so badass. Thank you for being here. Sleep bean. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.